Hey there, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, today's a kind of cool thing um, because what we're doing is is we're not going to end up getting the opportunity to close out the Sacrifice series. Uh, and I hope that you enjoyed the Sacrifice series. I know that, that I personally really enjoyed it, um, but I didn't want it to stay where it was. I didn't want to leave it uh, where we left it because there's a definite huge challenge that was founded inside of this video, or not inside this video, that was founded inside this series that I think that we can all grow and benefit from it. Um, and and I wanted to make sure that we got to talk about that before, uh, before we just called this series quits and then moved on to our series that we're going to start in January. Um, and so I really wanted to discuss this. But for me to sit here and make a video alone didn't really make a lot of sense. So we decided to bring some people along with us. So I'm super honored to introduce to you the two of you youth group members who are joining me today. Um, they are awesome. We're going to start with ladies first. Uh, first up, we have Anna Claire Butt. Hello, Anna Claire. Hey, Ben. Thank you, Anna Claire, for being here. Um, it's very exciting to have you here. We also have Ethan Hood. Hello, Ethan. Hello. Well, it's so good that we are all here today. They are going to help me um, be really great about discussing some things uh, throughout this discussion. I guess we're calling it a discussion. But they're going to be really great about helping us work through some ideas, working through some concepts, um, and, and hopefully they can bring some great ideas to the table and hopefully you can think about some great ideas as you're watching this video. Hopefully you think about great ideas as you're watching this video. And uh, hopefully I can just be someone who leads a discussion. Obviously throughout this entire series, we've done this thing where we have like gone back and like retraced our steps and looked at like the different sacrifices and looked at those types of things. Um, and what we're going to do today is I want us to go back and real quickly bounce back through uh, those ideas and and that way when we discuss this today and really look back it all kind of ties together um the first one we talked about was the earliest sacrifices if you remember that lesson it was talking about um adam and eve in the garden how an animal had to be slain so that that they could have clothing to cover their shame we also talked about candidate but we talked about sacrifice in the torah um, before Exodus 20, where we don't see sacrifice commanded. Then we talked about sacrifice in the Torah, where we see sacrifice commanded, and we see all these laws in Leviticus that go through it. We then have sacrifice in the temple, which was a big discussion on how they were only supposed to offer sacrifices in the temple, nowhere else. And then we also had sacrifice in the prophets, where God was like, hey, don't offer me a sacrifice because your heart's not in the right place. And then we ended with the Lamb of God and his sacrifice, and how much more um, that meant to us. I, I want to ask Anna Claire and Ethan, out of those two lessons, and and we'll start. Either one of you can can go first. Let's. I'll I'll let Ethan talk first on this one. Out of those two lessons, which one stands out the most in your memory? And if you don't mind explaining, why does it stand out? The lesson that always comes to my head when we bring up the sacrifice theory is got to be sacrificing the temple, just because the tabernacle song. All, all the reason it's just it's stuck in my head <laughs> that's a uh that's a a notable thing um yeah that's a great point anna claire what which one of these stands out the most in your memory and explain why 
mine was definitely the Lamb of God and His sacrifice because that's something that I've heard about since I was like three years old, but I really liked getting into it and like really exploring all the verses. Even though we went really slow, like we really got to see all of it. And I thought that was really cool. Absolutely. I, I appreciate you saying that um, because that was definitely an adventure. And it's kind of cool to hear you both had everything. For me, mine was also, I really love the earliest sacrifices. Uh, I guess I never really thought about the first sacrifice before um, being that, that moment where a pelt or a, a skin had to be found to cover the shame of Adam and Eve. But also sacrificing the temple really affected me personally um, because I know when I was sitting there thinking about this and, and it brought up this idea in Deuteronomy about how a sacrifice could only be in at the holy mountain and the holy place. And, uh, and I never heard that before. I studied for this lesson. And then looking at it, how the scripture says, hey, your body's a temple of the Holy Spirit. And it's like, oh, okay, that is something that I really want to to take for my personal self. And I definitely needed that. Um, and as we went through this series, Anna Claire, you brought up this idea of um, the Lamb of God and a sacrifice is something you've heard it, but to go through it and then also to go through the rest of the scripture. We know the story of the cross. If you've grown up at church, really, you don't even have to grow up at church to know the story of the cross. Um because it, the cross is so talked about, the sacrifice is so talked about, you hear about Easter, you hear about all these things, you get on social media, you get all over the world, every movie you watch, like I feel like especially around Christmas, like the pivot moment in the movie is when like the person goes into the church building and looks up and there's the cross sitting there, but there's also the baby Jesus outside and all these things. And, and like, I feel like every movie has like that turning point where someone walks into a Catholic church building, and the cross is like a big thing, right? So, so even people who who don't know a lot about Jesus generally can say, "Well, they, he's this guy who who was on this cross, and that's the image of of crucifixion." Um, uh, and we see all these things. Uh, but I wanted to ask you guys, um, as we went through this series on sacrifice, uh, did you think? that going through how God designed sacrifice all through scripture changed the way you looked at the crucifixion. And if it did, how did it change the way you look at the crucifixion? Um, I'll go first on this one. I thought it did, I think it did change the way I looked at the crucifixion because when you talk about sacrifice these days, it's like, oh, you'll have to sacrifice stuff to become a Christian. But we've never had to sacrifice anything like that. And going through all the sacrifices that were made, it was just so obvious to see how huge his sacrifice was and how little ours are. And they're so good, but they're just, his was so huge and it meant so much. And that was, it really did change when I looked at that. Absolutely. Ethan, what about you? It didn't necessarily change anything. It just got me to think in a lot more detail. I mean, it, it took the sacrifice of the Old Testament, which was always a perfect animal, to a perfect person, which is, you know, obviously huge, a huge jump from an animal. You know, it's just an animal to an actual person. It, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, the only other time I can think of where it was an actual person is, I can't quite remember the name, but the father that said, whoever walks with this, whatever walks with this door first, I will kill, and it ended up being his daughter. Yeah, absolutely, yes. Things like that, uh, and, and, I, I think that what this does is I think a study like this can effectively challenge our mindset on things. And I know that's kind of like a weird, maybe a weird thing to say, 
But I think when you go through a study and it's like, okay, let's go back and look at all the Old Testament and let's go back and 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 look at the details of it. And like Ethan, you brought up the details and and uh, and this idea of saying, okay, what does this all this change? And in reality, it, it doesn't maybe change a lot. Maybe it does significantly change it. And Claire, you brought up the idea of like understanding the difference and what sacrifices were then and and now and all that type of thing. Um, but I think what it does is when you go through all these things, and at least it did for me, I hope it did for you as well, but it, it effectively challenged us to allow sacrifice to still be an active part of our lives, even though we aren't sacrificing animals. Because like Anna Claire said, like what we have to do is nothing like the laws that they had to do that we see in Leviticus. But we talk about this idea of a Christian sacrifice and what it means and all this type of thing. And there's like a beauty of saying, okay, let's look at all this and let's look at the importance of what a sacrifice is. We, we brought up this idea and, and I already made mention to it. If you want to go ahead, if you have a Bible with you, uh, turn to, turn to first Corinthians chapter six. Um, I brought this up momentarily, very briefly when I was saying what, what stood out to me, um, from, all these things that we studied. Uh, but first Corinthians chapter six brings, um, something up and, and it says in verse 19 and 20, it says, and we read this in the series, but I wanted to bring it up again. It says, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Um, and, and we talked about this in the in the temple lesson, and we talked about how this is an active thing for us today. If we have the Spirit living in us through baptism, which is Acts chapter two, verse thirty-eight, and and we like study all that and and gain that um, knowledge of when we're baptized, the Spirit comes into us. But to really close out this series, and and where we really want to spend um, some some thought and time this afternoon, or we really want to spend some time today um, as in this video is in Romans chapter 12. So if you, like I said, if you have your Bible, go to Romans chapter 12. We're going to spend a little bit of time here because I want you um, to really think through it. And this is, this is not an uncommon passage. As a matter of fact, I think that you might've, if you know this verse by heart, maybe you might've thought we're going here. And I want us to read Romans 12 verse one. It says, I appeal to you, therefore brothers, um, and that's brothers or sisters. And when you look at the original language, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. It says, I want you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. All right. For you, for you guys, um, Anna Claire, Ethan, with everything we've discussed when it comes to what sacrifice looked like for the people of God, what could it mean to be a living sacrifice? And like, that could be super broad. And so I'm not necessarily looking for like direct thoughts, but like, okay, brings up this idea of living sacrifice. We've just studied a whole lot of things. What do you guys feel like it can mean to be a living sacrifice? In my idea, after Jesus we don't have to make sacrifices anymore. We're not commanded to. Jesus was our sacrifice, and he will always will be. we got to make sacrifices while we're living. You know, we 
can't do as the world does, we do as we're told to do. Absolutely. What about you, Anna Claire? Um, I was looking back and I like sacrifice in the temple. And in the Bible it says, our bodies are a temple. And so that's where you make sacrifices and everything. And I think that like the living sacrifices that you can make are like choosing the little things, like going and sitting by someone and like giving up, maybe going to a really fun party because you know there's gonna be bad music or bad people there. And it's not even making a huge statement, it's just giving up the little things that aren't gonna help you get to Christ. Absolutely. Um, and I think those are huge deals. And and we talk about this idea of living sacrifice. I want us to kind of list off maybe um, a few things and and we're gonna work as as a tandem here. We're gonna all three of us try to remember some of these things. But think about things that in the old law were going to be super important for sacrifices. Um, I can start us out, of course. Uh, something that was super important for the sacrifice was the ritual of the sacrifice, right? You never saw it just be like, all right, show up, toss it on a grill, sacrifice done, right? No, there was like a huge process. And it was like, like, like kill the animal, take the blood, do all this, throw it on the altar, throw it here, like take the organs, wash them with water, all this stuff. It was a huge process in order to make the sacrifice. That was a big thing about sacrifice in the old law. It, it, when you guys sit there and think about sacrifice in the old law, what are a few other things that you might, and it doesn't matter if you've already made mention to them or not, what are some other things that you think about like sacrifice in the old law that were like really big deals to think about? Um, I think about right off how it had to be the best of it. Like when Cain brought his, he sacrificed something, but it obviously wasn't his best, and so God didn't want it. So if it's not your best, it's not a real sacrifice. It's not a real good sacrifice. Mine was the mindset. Like, you had to be in the right mindset. You always had to be thinking, because this wasn't like something like, oh, it's just it's just an animal. You paid what you could afford. If you couldn't afford, like, if you could afford the best cow, it was stupidly expensive, and you had to give it. And then, you know, God ended up getting angry because they weren't in the right mindset and basically said it's all worthless now. Yeah, right there in the prophets, he brings that up. That's a great point. Uh, another thing that I think about, and and you guys brought up two awesome things. Um, another thing that I think about is the fact that, like, like, the priest had to be involved in a lot of these sacrifices. It wasn't like they could just, um, at least in a lot of situations, uh, just, like, Let's offer a sacrifice. You know, you can think about instances in Scripture. I'm specifically thinking about Saul um, when he was going to offer a sacrifice and Samuel so shows up and says, dude, what are you doing? Um, you've made a mistake. And uh, this idea of like, hey, the people, the priests had to be present. They had to be there and, and ready um, to, to be present for that. Can you guys think of anything else? I know uh, that there are probably a lot of things that were a part of this, but can you guys think of anything else off the top of your head that would uh, say stuff that was in the old law that were like key for sacrifices? Well, I just want to say one more thing. Um, when that older lady in the Bible got a penny or was it a penny and she gave all of it yeah. to God, I thought that was really cool. That was one of my favorite choices. Oh yes. You're yeah. referencing the lady who gave all that she had instead of she sacrificed everything not even just the best but everything she had great point great point um it was giving all of it yeah absolutely 
and and we could go through. Did you have anything else? Ben mentioned earlier it was the place. Also, it was either it was the tabernacle, it was the temple, and those were the places where it was accepted. Absolutely, uh, it was a very specific place. You know, you bring up the idea, the tabernacle song, um, which was is awesome. It continues to be awesome, uh, and maybe I should just go watch it as soon as I'm done here. Um, but this idea of it was definitely a place that that was it needed to be done. Another big thing was bloodshed. Uh, there had to be bloodshed on these sacrifices. Um, if you remember, like my obsession throughout this entire series was like. Ring the neck of the bird, right? That's what it talked about. There was bloodshed involved in these sacrifices. Then we get to our sacrifice today. And we see Jesus sacrificed and be the ultimate sacrifice. And so we bring these sacrifices into like, okay, what's it now mean in the new law to be a follower of Jesus? And it has changed literally everything, right? Uh, Because so many of those things are different. So we have all those different things, right, that that go into making an old law sacrifice. Then we get to the new law, and we have Jesus make that sacrifice. But what are some things that we, like, how can we compare the sacrifices of old to the sacrifices of now? And and I'll, I'll start us out again just to, to kind of get the ball rolling. Um, you see the sacrifices of old. Uh, Ethan, you brought up it was a mindset, right? Um, it was it was not as much about what you could bring because God made it all available. That definitely challenges me because it, it makes me sit there and say, okay, what is my mindset in life towards God? Like, am I having the mindset of I'm going to sacrifice personal desires in order to uh, to serve God? And like, when we say mindset, in our everyday life, our everyday sacrifice, right? Where we're going back to this Romans chapter 12, verse one, as a living sacrifice, I'm living every single day. So what's a living sacrifice look like? This idea of sitting there and saying, okay, I really, really want to cut that person off in traffic and make them miserable, but I'm not. I really, really want to uh, like not have trash in my car. So I'm going to throw it out the window to the world and means that someone else has to pick it up, but I'm not. What are some other things like that you guys can think about that maybe we just mentioned that would be like, and here's how it kind of relates to us today as we're a living sacrifice? Um, really, like back then and still now, sacrifices were about making an effort and taking the time. And that's still how it is today. Like if you're making an effort and taking the time out of your day to sacrifice things, little or big, like peer pressure, if you're just saying no to peer pressure, that can be a big sacrifice. It can also be a little one, but you're t- making the effort to try to be a living sacrifice. I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. In, in reality, that's a really difficult thing to sit there and think through because there are so many different options when we look back at the, you know, we could think back to the ritual and sit there and say, okay, well, we don't have like a direct ritual except for that it's kind of like a way of life type thing for us now. And we could go through all these different type of comparisons and we could contrast some of the things, but there's this beautiful freedom. Verse two of Romans chapter 12 is really going to give us the answer to this question as a whole though, because it's not a incomplete thought, right? So it says, hey, be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Verse two, do not be conformed to this world, 
but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you might discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Now, this is a a very um, well-known passage, uh, this idea of, hey, don't be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewal of your mind. So, we hear these things, and and for me, I really needed this this series, um, and I know that it probably doesn't affect everyone who sat in the classes. It probably doesn't affect everyone who listened to anything. It might not even have affected those of you who are listening. It might not have affected Anna Claire and Ethan in the same way it affected me, and I hope that it affected us in different ways if we needed it in different ways, but I personally really needed to study through this series. Um because I don't know if I was at a point before I started this series where I was saying, yes, I want to be a living sacrifice, because I don't know if I understood what sacrifice meant. I don't know if I understood the commitment and the, the time and the importance of every little part of making yourself a living sacrifice. But then we get to this, and it almost is like when you study the word sacrifice, this living sacrifice is just like a light bulb moment where it's like, okay, now I understand what sacrifice means. And so when it says, oh, by the way, do not be conformed to this world, well, what's the extent of not being conformed to this world? Well, what was the extent of the sacrifices that took place? What was the extent of the sacrifice of the person who could afford the cow that was going to cost ten to $70,000? What was the sacrifice of the person... Uh, like Anna Claire brought up, the lady who gave all that she had. What was the sacrifice of this person? What was the sacrifice of this person? What did it mean to to get rid of the perfect lamb during Passover? All these different things. It's like, okay, what does sacrifice mean? Oh, it's a big deal. I know it is. No, no, no. What does it mean to be a living sacrifice where you're not conformed to this world, where your mind is transformed because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Um, I just kind of want us to brainstorm a little bit in this, like, I don't know if roundtable discussion is the right way to put it, a couple tables discussion, um, and you discussing at home if you're... <laughs> I feel like, you know, in those kid shows when you're, like, growing up and they're, like, they, like, wait for the crowd to respond and it's super awkward even when you're four. <laughs> yes. It's super awkward. Um, I feel like that's, like, like, all right, your turn. Good job! Like, it's super <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, but, like, okay, we're going to move on. Um, but I just kind of want to have a discussion, um, like, and, and just talk about some things. When we're talking about verse 2 here, not being conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you might discern what is the good will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Um, what are some ways that come to your mind? And, and I know we've brought up a few as we've gone on, but like, what are some ways that come to our minds where our, like, our lives could look like a living sacrifice? And I'm going to turn it over to you two first because I want you guys to... Um, throw some things out there before I say anything, but ways that, that our lives can look like a living sacrifice. Just people knowing, you know, just by your actions, like that's a Christian. I mean, it's yeah. And I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to follow that up real quickly. Cause you say by people knowing, um, obviously like when you're at school, um, in, in Columbia, Tennessee, like we're in the middle of the Bible belt. So it's like, like a lot of people would sit there and say I'm a Christian or I believe in Jesus or things like that. Um, not everyone's going to choose to be a living sacrifice. 
so like when you can look at this and say like like you want people to know like what are and either of you can can comment on this what are some ways that you would say like yes this is how i'm going to make sure people know i think like when you get the call like maybe your church is or your school is having like a mission trip being able and ready to be like all right i'm ready to go like i'm ready to go help people and just be where be where i can help i think that really sets like it helps people know that you know she's working or he's working and that's i think that's cool yeah what else what are some other ways that you can think of it's always the little things that you might not necessarily think of but you still notice like somebody fell and they dropped something you're helping them pick back up somebody dropped some trash and you pick it up it's the it's a lot of times the little things yeah absolutely i can remember and and i'm i'm gonna bring this up and jeb beasley if you're watching you're about to get a shout out um because i can remember like in high school uh we at school we had a senior superlative it was like most spiritually minded and i was like ah i've got it in the bag but I wasn't going to vote. You know, you're not going to, if you're like going for most spiritually minded, like you don't want to win it. Right. Cause you want to be all humble. Um, and, and you're not voting for yourself because then you're not spiritually minded. Um, <laughs> and, and so all these different things. And I just remember sitting there and like, like Jeb was the guy I was going to vote for because he was super spiritually minded, super humble, all these type of things. But Jeb was definitely quiet. Um, and, and he was not necessarily going to be the guy who's going to be like up in your face, like, let me tell you about Jesus. But he was going to serve you and he was going to make sure that you were listened to and all these things. And I was the guy who's going to stand up and like in front of the school and be like, all right, everyone, let me tell you why you're all sinners and, and all this stuff. And I remember on senior superlative night, I was like, OK, I have a good chance of this because I was like the FCA president and all this stuff. And and uh, and I'm showing how pathetic I was in high school in my mindset. Um, and then Jeb won. I was like, whoa. And there was a, like a, a mind, not a mind blowing because I definitely thought Jeb deserved it. But for me to sit there and say like, oh man, people don't necessarily look at the person who's going to stand up and talk as being the most Christian. Like, it's like what you said. It's this, it's the quiet person. It's the little things. It's the picking up the trash. It's the listening to someone, right? I can tell you and I can assure you that listening to people um, it's not always going like that is often a sacrifice if it's certain people and and every one of us has people that we struggle to listen to. Um, you probably struggle to listen to me all the time. Um, things like that. Anything else that you guys can think of? And, and I think that it's awesome to keep discussing this. What are the other things in our lives that it would look like to be a living sacrifice? And another thing that I think of when I look at this is like my Nana and Grandpa. They would always like they knew sign language and they made sure that their church had like a sign language community for the deaf people so that they could worship too. And that's something like you don't think about all the time. And it really turned out good and they had a lot of people and I just thought that was really cool and it just set a really good example to a lot of people. That's awesome. Yeah, making sure like, hey, everyone can be reached here. Hold on, let me throw this idea out there. <clears throat> Are we ready for it? Thinking of others other than yourself. I don't know if that's in the Bible anywhere. Um, actually, yes, it's all throughout scripture. Um, serving others. I think that's a beautiful thing. And, and you bring that up. Like they were not necessarily, I can assure you that they were going to have an easier worship service without like having to think about those who would need, uh, need to be like 
hearing it via sign language. Hopefully you have some personal ideas that you were throwing out there. Um, we're going to go ahead and finally, after all these months, wrap up the Sacrifice series right now. And that's what we've been doing. I want to challenge you with this. Don't let this series just be like, hey, I learned some stuff about sacrifice from Leviticus, or I let the crucifixion mean a little bit more to me, or I learned this, or I learned that. That stuff is all awesome. But let this be something that goes into your life. Let yourself look at, look at yourself and say, okay, I want to be a living sacrifice. Let yourself truly not be conformed to this world, right? But transformed. And this idea of a living sacrifice so we can be holy and acceptable to God. And I know I'm quoting it, but how cool is it going to be one day when we die, which is going to be a glorious day for those of us who have been a living sacrifice and we get to heaven and God's like, or we get to the day of judgment and God's like, hello, you've been a living sacrifice to me. You are holy and blameless. It's like, whoa, that's awesome. And I want to be that one day. And I hope that, that you as well say, I want to, to be there um, one day and live my life as a true living sacrifice. Anna Claire, Ethan, any closing thoughts that you want to really close out with your chance and opportunity to speak? Nothing. I was going to say one thing. Yeah, there she is right there. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, it was like back a little bit. So you could cut this out. No, you can You can say it. Say it. Okay. I was going to say how Mr. Mike at this church seems so passionate about like the stockings and stuff. And it like when he talks about it, he's looks so excited to like help people out. And I, every time he talks about it, I'm just like, wow, he really wants to help those people. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's yes. Great point. That's what a living sacrifice looks like a lot in a lot of ways. Um, sweet. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, I hope that, that you um, were able to benefit from this, um, this video, uh, and really just this entire series. And, and I'm sad that we didn't get to have this class in person because I would have loved, we had some cool things planned, um, only, if only you knew. But I think that this was just as cool um, to get to sit down with the three of us today. Um, and hopefully you were able to join us in thoughts as well. You guys have a blessed day.